Well, this is the overall Leitrim Sports Star of the Year winner. Rugby player Shane Mallon of Bornacula, Leitrim and Ireland. Um, is it nice to get the home awards from time to time? Ah, yeah, look, it's... Um Look, I'm very grateful for the recognition from home. Uh, it's great to get it whenever you do. And look, it, it's, it's a very good day and very honourable day for me and my family. I know you've been a man to let the rugby do the talking for you. And your rugby was so impressive last year, being part of, a, of an incredible journey with the Ireland under-20s. Yeah, look, um, it was a great year. Uh, enjoyed every bit of it. Like we had uh, great wins. I played two out of the five games, Six Nations, played against Wales. and. The huge away win over in, in France, I think that uh, that was the pinnacle of the year, just last minute winning it over there, I think that really defined the Grand Slam. Yeah. And it's, it's a life moment, isn't it, one that you'll always carry with you? Yeah, look, um, I think the first day running out into the field is something you always dreamt of, and uh, I actually managed to spot my parents in the crowd just as I was running out, so uh, it's something I'll always remember, I think, just standing there in our in our line, uh, seeing my parents in the stand and run out for Ireland. And I think I remember seeing the photograph afterwards, which uh, attracted a lot of attention of you and your parents for one of the games over the, the Under-26 Nations, which was a, they're nice little moments afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah, look, um, great keepsakes for, for home and uh, great pictures to have for, for the future to tell stories that might not be best told in words. There will be people listening to this interview who won't know much about you because they won't associate Bornacula with rugby. Uh, yeah, not very many people would now, uh, but look, I hope uh, maybe I'll be the first of many to, to go on from Leitrim to start playing rugby. Uh, it wasn't something that was very popular when I was growing up, but thanks to my parents' uh, goodwill and, let's say, um, determination, they uh, gave me every possible chance to do what I dreamed of, which is playing for Ireland. And it is your game, it's the game you've fallen in love with. Yeah, literally, I think... Uh, from a young age, it started when I was four in Longford. Uh, Carrick was not much of a club back then, but look, they're doing great now. But uh, yeah, since four, I've always loved it and I uh, never look back. And right now, you're with? Uh, over in Galway, I'm playing with Connacht and with Galwegians, so playing my trade over there, trying to just get better and push on. Hopefully, maybe one day I play with seniors in Connacht. And I'm sure you cast an eye on Wales against Ireland this weekend in the opening match of the Six Nations. Do you say to yourself, that's where I want to get to? Ah, uh, look. Of course, like every young rugby player aspires, you have dreams. Um, I'm hoping one day, look, I can push on and maybe do that. But right now, it's just about really focusing on Connacht and trying to push into the first team there. And then once I do that, maybe think about the big, big picture then. Are you enjoying life with Connacht? Absolutely loving it. I think uh, I'm in such a privileged position getting to train and play the game I love uh, every day. So uh, I'm loving it and uh, yeah, just love every minute of it. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Shane Mallon, Leitrim Sports Star of the Year winner. Thank you. Thanks, Millie. Well, the Team of the Year award went to the Leitrim <laughs> pool team who won the All-Ireland Inter-Counties Championship in 2022. And the chairman of the Leitrim Pool Association, John Casey, is holding the trophy. This got the loudest cheer of the night, I think, John. It did indeed, yeah. yeah. Fairly popular decision there on the night. Um, yeah, so what can I say? 25 years trying to win it, and this year we go over the line. We assembled the club in 98, or 97, 98, and uh, we opened a pool hall in 2012. And this is a follow on from the junior success in 2012. And uh, the lads have they've got hold there now, and they've got over the line. So thank God. I, I know it was last year, but I, I, I imagine the memories are still pretty fresh in your mind. 
Jeannie there shortly and you know the mad thing about it is that I came up for a football game in Leighton Village um, the same day travelled up and down to Killarney three three times in 24 hours so we got over the line and uh, look at it's great to be here today and celebrate this with the guys and it's brilliant yeah. well, well after journeys like that you probably didn't know what side of you was up at the end of the of the tournament yeah well that was it but uh, like uh, the boys at Bajini Casey's have to come down from Leitham to Killarney so we better win this or we'll never hear the end of it so look it yeah. it is what it is and like it's brilliant like fair little lads to put in about four or five hours practice a day there for three weeks and like it uh, head off and then yeah, it's the pinnacle of Irish pool and they're standing, they're, they're standing here looking at you were they a hard crew to pull into shape and whip into shape for the tournament itself last year? Well, no, not too bad. Now they have a, a great leader there, Colin Cousin. He's the team manager, and like he he keeps them in line or whatever. And um, look at, as I said, it is what it is. Every week, thirty-five lads play every week in the pool hall in Shambo. I think this year, uh, in January alone, there's nearly two hundred um, people entered the pool hall in January. So like it's it's thriving at the moment. So it's brilliant. But you can now answer that pub quiz question, will Leitrim ever won, win the All-Ireland? You can say, we've won the All-Ireland, the pool team have done it. Yes, we've won the All-Ireland, with the help of God, we'll win it back-to-back this year, with all going well in Killarney. It's 2020, it's Killarney again for the ret- retention? Killarney, Killarney, yeah, 2023, uh, in May 23, so we'll be pushing hard for it, yeah. Okay. Well, congrats to you and to the uh, players and management on a fabulous success last year. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, thanks for your time. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks a million. Okay, this is Ricky Wynn, winner of a Leitrim Sports Star Special Achievement Award because last year he did, and you tell us. Uh, I ran up Crowpatrick 15 times in 24 hours to break a world record for most metres ascended and descended on foot in 24 hours. Is that all? You did it for a very worthy cause, which we'll come to in just a moment. But truthfully, Ricky, what possessed you in a sporting sense? Uh, in a sporting sense, it's it's hard to know what possessed me. I suppose I saw a challenge, and um, I saw that there was 11 guys that went up and down Crowpatrick 12 times in 24 hours, and I always thought, because I trained there all the time, I wanted to beat that record. I wanted to be the guy that did 13. And uh, I thought 13 was all I could do, you know what I mean? I didn't think I could do 15. But then there was other things that came into play and it was a friend of mine that was diagnosed with motor neuron disease and that kind of just kicked it all off and I decided, you know what, I have to do something and uh, I decided, yeah, I'm going to go for it and then in my planning for the attempt, I saw that if I actually did it 15 times I'd get a world record so I said, sure, look, I'll go for it, you know, and I'll give it a whirl and see what happens, you know. And you were driven, which helps. Was there at any stage during the ascent or the descent where you were saying... I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to complete this. Um, like any ultra endurance event, there's a few times where you have moments where you think that, yeah, it's despair and it's never going to happen. But honestly, that day I didn't have because I didn't have the pressure of a race. I didn't have the pressure of somebody pushing me to to win or to come first or come second or come third or whatever. So I just had people around me supporting me. I had. Uh, the man himself that had motor neuron disease at the bottom of the mountain every time I came down I saw him you know and I mean if that doesn't get you back up the hill nothing will you know So what is your ambition in 2023? Have you another project in mind? Are you competing competitively? Yeah on the fundraising side I'm not sure what I'm going to do I'll hopefully be able to do something but it's hard to find the time 
and on the competitive side I'm training for a race at the minute called the Morris Mullins 80k which is on on the 25th of March it's a world championship qualifying race so if I win or come second in that race then I go to Austria to run for Ireland in June and uh, and then after that let's hope I get that and then after that then I have CCC which is part of the UTMB which is a huge race a global race massive race um, in August and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to do well in that you know well this is Ballon Moore's Patricia Griffin Hall of Fame recipient and you complete a lovely loop because your husband is also a winner a Hall of Fame recipient we'll come to that in a moment but can I begin? Would you tell me that story you, you told us on stage tonight about how you started running all those years ago? Right, well, I was born and reared out in Garadice and um, on a farm. And I used to notice the two Leddy brothers, PJ and Eddie, who are members of Ballinamore Athletic Club, running from Ballinamore out to the top of the hill. We used to call it Paddy Quinn's. My niece, my niece Sinead, lives there now. And I couldn't get this you know into my head that they could run the whole way out and not stop and run the whole way back in so anyway I took a sort of an interest in this and I started you know chugging along behind them and bit by bit I began to realize well I can go a good journey too without stopping so from there I kind of had a, an appetite you know for running and doing things around the farm we were all as a sort of what would you say agile jump and running things like that and then, uh, I think it was in 1967, my late dad uh, brought me into the first sports in Ballinamore, or brought me to my first sports, I should say, in Ballinamore Athletic Club. And there were many good athletes there at the time, but I was winning all around me in 100 metres, high jump, long jumps, whatever I took part in, I think I won everything. So from there, I yeah. got the taste of success. And from that first time that you chased after Eddie and PJ Letty down, whatever boring it was, did you fall in love with running pretty instantly? Instantly, yes, instantly. But of course, success gives one a great appetite, you know. And being a young girl, what, I was only 11 or sure thereabouts at the time, or 12, you know, just something different for me to do, like, because there wasn't much sport for females in those years, you know. I was going to ask, were there many women running competitively like you? There would have been a few in the athletic club in Balnamore, you know, from Ochnashielan and around the town in Balnamore, but not many. But they were kind of established. I was the new kid on the block. So I kind of give them all a bit of a shock, <laughs> as well as a surprise to myself how good I could be. So and I had a great appetite for applying myself to things, you know, and as you know yourself, with any sport to reach, you know, the peak of it, you have to have great discipline and the appetite to do it and the will to do it. So I found I had those qualities. And then you, your eye caught marathons and distance running. Well, you wanted for a long, to tackle long time after, like, I mean, I was started off at 100 metres. I would have done long jump shots, the whole works. And by the time I was about, I competed then, of course, in schools, cross country and track and field, and then for the club in the same, you know, categories. And then sort of around 18 or 19, I took part in the heptathlon, which was, what, seven events? Yes. And I got third, and it was only 18, I got third behind the likes of Margaret Murphy, who represented Ireland at the Munich Olympics, where my husband, Parik, was a coach. And, uh, you know... I'm assuming I you, you and Porrick met, you and Porrick met did, through yeah, running, it had to he be running, it couldn't be anything coach. else. Yes, he was my first coach, yeah. 
So there's a great discipline there, you know. I had no problem applying myself and doing whatever training was put, you know, before me. Whatever the schedule was, I was always willing to do it and more if I could. So from there then I went to work in Dublin and I linked up with Rohini Shamrock's Athletic Club and got in with the late Tommy Coyle who was very helpful to me and coached me for a good number of years while I worked in Dublin in permanent TSB. And it wasn't easy, there was bus strikes and one thing and another, but I always found a way to train, you know. Say, for example, you wouldn't get into College Park. You know, College Park there at Trinity College, it was nearly a sin to go in there. But anyway, I used to get ready at work and hop over in the evening and train until I was put out of the track. And I remember in 1978, I was going really well. And that July, the National Senior Track and Field Championships were in Belfield, the old track there at UCD. And that's when I won my first national title, 800 metres. And three weeks later, then Porrick and myself got married. So it's a good start. <laughs> and on it went. And the and women's mini went. marathon, which has become such a, a you know a, a, yeah. a huge event in Irish athletics, yeah. that's something that you tackled. Yes. Well, I was still running the shorter distances, like well into my late 20s, and then saying. 1982, a few years married, Colin was born, and 1983, Ronan was born. And after that then, the 10Ks were really taken off for women. And nearly every club in the country would run when some of the bigger ones, you know. So I started to sort of move up more then to the longer distances, you know, like 3,000, 5,000s, 10,000s. And as I said, that was the millennium year, and it was a very, very important year for everything that was held, if you know what I mean. It was a kind of all commemorated. So anyway, I prepared for it, but you know, I kind of was innocent enough. I didn't know what to expect. So I lined up with 40,000 women that day in St. Stephen or Fitzwilliam Square. And as I said in my interview with John Lynch, I took off very relaxed and suddenly I couldn't see anybody around me. And I wondered, am I going on the right road? Or the next thing, a guard, a motorcycle pulls up beside me. You have about 400 metres of a lead. And it was only two kilometres into it going up Dame Street. Oh, I couldn't believe it, but I kind of kept my focus and kept my head to concentrate on, you know, the, the race, because I still had seven or eight kilometres to go, and it was a blistering hot day in the month of June, and uh, it was tough at, in places, but I held on to my lead. And when you got to the home straight and you approached the finish line and you realised, I'm going to win this, like, yeah. what is the sense of satisfaction oh, like? It's it's unbelievable. Like I just couldn't believe it, you know, and the crowds all standing around and all these at the member the late Brendan O'Reilly, Lord of Mercy him, he was one of the first to interview me, the different ones from the evening press and the herald and the Indo and here I'm just surrounded by all these people, like, you know. So oh it was a great occasion. Just the memories will always stay with me. Yeah. Do, do you get as much out of athletics today watching it or coaching or help organise as you did competing in it? Of course I do. Like, I mean, when my best days were over, shall I say, um, I went on to compete then in marathons after that, which took me into my, what, I was about 40 when I won the Belfast Marathon and I still went on to have my fourth child after that. But at that stage, you know, your body isn't able for the, the, the training that's required, you know, to take part in marathons. And I kind of started going more towards coaching in the club. And by then, Colin and Ronan are interested. And athletes of a distinction themselves. Yes, and coming through. So, like, that's what I sort of got into, you know, coaching in the club. And, of course, the satisfaction of Colin achieving, you know, his uh, goals and reaching two Olympics was very satisfying even though when he left Ballinamore and went to college he had other coaches but we gave him the start you know yes. like every Sunday we were going to Nina Tullamore Santry tracks 
at loan, then cross countries, God knows where, you know. So we were always. And so for on all the, the, the national awards, the international experience and awards and experiences you've had down through the years, yourself and Porik and, and the family, to bring it back home, when you do get a, a Hall of Fame award in your home county of Leitrim, like your name, the Griffin name, you're going to think athletics, ball and the moral straight come to your head for most sports people in this part of the country. But to get this accolade in your home county, does it still mean something? Ah, oh, it does, surely. Like, I mean, it was a total surprise to me at work there two weeks ago when it appeared in the Leitrim Observer. I didn't know anything about it. One of my work colleagues says, congratulations. And I said, what did you congratulate me for? And she said, did you not see the Observer? And I said, not yet. And she opened up the page. God, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. And then Declan Boyle rang me the next day then officially to say I had. So you can go home now to the mantelpiece and put your Hall of Fame award beside Porrick's yes, Hall of Fame I award. Yes, I kind of looked for it there because we have so many different uh, awards that we have won as a family. And I said, wonder what did Porrick get for the Hall of Fame? So anyway, it was there on display. Just I didn't recognise it. I had to have a look. So it'll go beside his. Did you ever race one another? No. Porrick was always into the admin side of sport and coaching in his college days in UCG. And uh, we had a great celebration down there last November where this guy, Mark Coleman, who was a former student, had a reunion. And Porrick was part of starting that athletic club in, in UIG, we'll just call UCG then, in the early 60s. So it brought back great memories you know to meet so many people that we he hadn't met I would have known quite a few of them I would have been in competitions with them so to look back over the years you know it's I don't know it's it's lovely it's lovely it's lovely you know and the lovely memories and the people you meet and the friends you make and the travels and you know satisfaction and and then it's a great healthy lifestyle you know you can't put a price on being you know physically fit and keeping you know yourself in shape and it's good as I said for mental and physical health and people don't realize that you know and I get disappointed when I see people you know reaching the highest level in sport and I know they have family and they go into management or coaching but they forget about themselves and they don't keep look after their own health and keep fit and I think that's hugely important and it's something that I have always done you know and like now I'm back running, we'll say, jogging in the park runs, you know, which is a great little challenge every Saturday morning. And I'm trying to break 30 minutes for the 5K and I'm nearly there. <laughs> so uh, I just always think um, people don't give enough time to looking after themselves, you know, by doing some sort of phys physical activity a few times a week, especially when you've been involved in sport. It's just a pity to just let it all go.